I'm going to go ahead and start the recording uh, twice a week. As you guys know, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we do it every Monday and Wednesday, unless I'm out of town for the most part. Um, so when it comes to some of the subjects that I cover, first and foremost, I'll say that this podcast is sponsored by two things. Number one, my real estate team here in Southern California. So if anybody listening to the recording uh, has any real estate need nationally in the USA, I can help you. Contact me and my Modern Success Program, which is my personal coaching program for everybody. I believe we currently have 110 members and we're growing by the day. And I highly recommend you go to briancasella.com. You check it out under the coaching tab and that you get signed up immediately. So today I made a video for YouTube um, regarding a question that I get frequently from a lot of people from all walks of life, right? And it's, they say, Brian, uh, I'm in this, I'm in that, I'm in this field, I'm an entrepreneur, uh, I'm out looking for women, I am a real estate agent, and I wanna be different, right? I want to be different, how do I stand out from the crowd? How do I get chosen by the client versus all the competition? Basically, it boils down to one sentence, how to be different. And I said, what better topic to talk about today on the podcast and shed some light on the subject, right? Because this is, this is the riddle of the century for everybody nowadays, uh, especially when we look at uh, social media where we can look at me, for example, I have a Lamborghini and how many fucking people do crazy ass shit to their car, crazy raps, this and that, Photoshop, put flames out the back, and now they're the ones getting attention, right? But people will look at me and be like, oh, well, you just have a Lamborghini. Like, it's not that big of a deal because of all the shit that's going on, right? No, no, notice that because that's what social media has done. Social media has made the world so small that people sitting in the basement of their mother's home looking at shit on YouTube suddenly feel like, oh, well, I know five people who own a Lambo. Oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Like, everybody has one. I get messages like that. Oh, bro, why'd you get a Lamborghini? Everybody has one. I'm like, what? I can fucking drive around here, and unless I go to the middle of Beverly Hills, I won't see another Lamborghini. People are literally drooling when I drive by. But hey, online, oh man, why'd you get one? Everybody has one. Get this car. Nobody has this one. So it's kind of created this perverted sense where you can be different, but people will still say you're not being different. And I, and I wanted to point that out because you can be doing everything right. But if you pay attention to the wrong people and you look through the wrong perspective and filter, you will feel as if you're doing nothing. A lot of people now can look at my life and what I've created and how I'm living and some people still act like they're not impressed. Not that I care, but in my mind, I'm like, how deluded are people now and their perception from social media primarily and the internet that they can look at what I've done and everything that I've done and what I've gone through and not be impressed. I even some days will do so much or even look back on accomplishments and I'm like, dude, I admire myself. That was badass for somebody to do that, right? Which is uh, something I recommend all of you do who are listening to this because when you begin to appreciate and admire yourself more, your performance will increase, your quality of life will improve, and it's something that uh, not a lot of people do. I've gone really deep on my Modern Success program about this, but we tend to criticize ourselves heavily, but on the flip side, there's no uh, reciprocation of the opposite side, meaning you don't give yourself a hug, you don't tell yourself good job, you need to do more of that. There needs to be a harmonious balance between you being hard on yourself, but also praising yourself. Now where the issue comes in is 
when you're hard on yourself, everybody claps and they're like, oh yeah, good job, man. Be tough on yourself. But the moment you give yourself credit, everyone comes out and says, oh man, don't be so cocky, dude. You need to be a little bit humble, right? Stop, stop praising yourself so much. When in reality, all you're doing is balancing the criticism with the praise because it's two sides of the same coin. Without praise, there is no criticism. Without criticism, there is no praise. Okay, I want you guys to get that, right? So going back to the original subject, you know, I really want you guys to look at this from the perspective of, I need you now to compare and look where you are at in your life and you compare it to the average person in your career, in your age group, and maybe in your current city or environment. When I do that, my stats are through the fucking roof as far as accomplishments, money, social skills, communication skills. If we're talking dating ability to get girls, I blow people in my category out of the competition for sure. I I just destroy them. No problem. But then some people can look from the outside who have nothing and no accomplishments and try to say that I'm nothing. Okay. Give me a break. That's how you need to compare it. Not based on what other people tell you. You look at what you've created, your facts, your success, your results, and you begin to look. Me, I'm a 32-year-old man in Southern California. I'm the cream of the crop here. Do I still have a lot of room to grow? Of course. But I need to see the truth for what it is. Now, if you're on the opposite end and you're somebody who's not, and you're like, shit, my value as a man or woman or individual is low, then you have some work to do and we need to start working on it. Now today in the video that I made, I addressed a subject that's very bottom level. And I spoke about questions, the questions that you give to people and how you answer questions when they're given to you and how that's immediately one way that you can differentiate yourself from everybody else. And I went about 10 minutes on that video. I don't wanna just literally repeat what I said in that video, but in essence what I said is, look at how, again, applying what I just told you, How is the average person answering questions and asking questions out in society today? And you can even think in particularly in my area, in my age group, whatever it is. So when I look at that and then I look now how I interact with people when I go out, it's completely different. Why is it that I can have a two or three minute interaction with somebody maybe at a store, right? And the best example I can give you is by my boxing gym, there's a gas station. And after the first time I interacted with the lady behind the counter, it was literally, it was no more than a minute, just back and forth. I didn't go back there for a week. And when I walked in, she immediately remembered me. Oh, hey, blah, 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 Brian, da, 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 da. Now, people will, some people will look at that and say, well, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. Do you have any idea a gas station attendant at a busy gas station? Do you have any idea how many fucking people they see every day? And that lady told me she works five days a week for like eight hour shifts. Do you have any idea how many people she interacted with or talked to or saw in that time? But she immediately looked at me after no more than a minute interaction and remembered me like this. That's what I'm talking about. One of the things I implemented was what I just posted in that video about questions. They, somebody asks you, how are you? How do you respond? Do you, are you just saying, oh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. Oh, today's a good day. Oh man, I'm having a really shitty day today. Oh man, I'm so tired. Don't get me started. And then people start going back and forth. That's the average level of conversation, by the way. And, and you see it all the time. That's why when I'm walking around a lot of times, whether I'm alone or with somebody, uh, 
I'm like, I'm literally laughing as I walk because I can hear other people talking. And it's so sad when, when I listen to them, I'm like, oh my God, these people are literally creating more of their own misery and they don't even realize it. So questions, the way you give, the way you ask questions and the way you answer them and respond. That's one way you can immediately get somebody's attention and be different. Okay. What are some other ways? Well, let's look at the way you present yourself to the world. If I put you, any of you, whether you're listening to the recording or you're here live, if I literally just picked you up like, uh, what was that old game? Uh, the Sims where you could like pick people up and drop them or whatever. I pick you up and I just drop you into a crowd. Am I going to be able to drop you in the crowd, look away, then look again and then see you? Or am I going to be like, shit, where are you at? Like, I don't want to be, uh, what's his face uh, from that book? Where's Waldo? God, it was hard to pick that and find that motherfucker. It was so hard. I don't want to be Waldo. He blended in. He was difficult to find. I don't want to blend in. I don't want to be Waldo. God, I remember sometimes I would look at that book and I couldn't find him on a page. I was like, dude, this dude blends in with somebody else and everybody else so well, I can't find him. I don't want that. I want to be the little dot that you put in there that when you open the book immediately, boop, your attention goes to it. Now, how do you do it? Well, if you're somebody who isn't physically super tall or super buff or whatever it is, you have to start picking and choosing things that will help you with that. Maybe, have you noticed that some people have one piece or article of clothing or jewelry or an accessory that makes them stand out? Like I remember the, uh, the rapper or the singer T-Pain, he always wore those little top hats. That was a distinguishing factor for him all the time. Like when I thought of Lil Wayne, I thought completely covered in tattoos. Like literally every piece of him covered in tattoo, like his face and everything, which now is a little bit maybe more common, maybe not too much more common. But back then, when I first started hearing about him, like maybe 10 years ago or more, that wasn't as common. So that immediately made him stand out. And I'm sure you guys can think of a gazillion other examples of people like that, but we remember them. And then how many other people get lost in the mix? So there has to be something about you that is different, that causes people to look. Let's again zoom in to something that I didn't even realize that I was doing, kind of, but I still figured it out. When I started uh, for my business career, going door to door, I purposely wore rainbow colored, like neon different colored uh, Asics shoes. Now if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see that picture that I posted yesterday, where I was like, oh, throwback to the aftermath of door knocking. And you see me like laying there uh, asleep, because I had door knocked like three hours in 100 degree weather. But what did you see in the front of the picture, those ASICs? They were like neon yellow, neon orange, neon pink, neon purple shoes. So in, in the world now of people who live at home who get somebody knocking on their door, they're gonna see a pattern with those people. And for the people who followed me on, uh, or who are a part of my Modern Success program, remember how we talked about conscious versus unconscious and Consciously, people re will reject a concrete subject. So let's zoom into this scenario where I'm going door to door. They hear the door knock, they look out the window, or they look through the little peephole, and they see somebody, let's say in a suit, that in their mind resembles a religious person. That's a concrete subject, boom. In that moment, before you even have a chance, they've already filed you into a part of their brain that says yes or no. And if it's a no, good luck, you're done. By the way, to you gentlemen, this happens when you go out with women too, if you approach them the wrong way. They will tell you yes or no, and in most cases they'll tell you no, shoo. 
because you're doing it wrong. So what did these shoes that everybody, by the way, at the time when I first posted it, what are you doing? That's so unprofessional. You're an idiot. Oh my God, stop being a kid. Grow up. Wear a fucking suit, blah, blah, blah. Wear dress shoes. I heard it all. A bunch of fucking idiots saying that. By the way, anybody giving me that advice, none of them were successful, by the way, which is a hint. And I remember people commenting on the shoes and I started seeing a pattern. I knew they were a little crazy, but I'll be totally real with everybody. The main reason I bought them was because they were super comfortable. And if you're anybody who's on your feet a lot, and let's say, uh, let's say you go door to door, if you try to do it with dress shoes, you'll have blisters within like 10 or 15 doors. And I was doing 100 doors. So I had to wear something comfortable. Not only were they breathable and comfortable, they stood out. I didn't know it would have this effect, but I just thought, hey, I want to stand out. So now if somebody goes through the peephole or sees me through the window, they might see the dressy clothes and start to come up with that distinction like, oh, is he a religious person? But then they scan and that one item that I told you about is my shoes. When they see the shoes, they can't in their mind say religious person because it conflicts. So it's going to go to their subconscious mind, which is more vague and ambiguous, right? And that will cause enough curiosity in them to at least be like, what the hell is this? And open the door or at least engage in speech with me. Now, once that happens, I'm in and I have at least an opportunity now to talk to the person and sell them and pitch my product or whatever it is. Many people, before they even get the opportunity, already kill themselves because they're not different. So that's a great example. And now every single one of you has to look at this and say, what is my one interesting thing? Is it your hair? Is it a certain piercing on you? Is it you're freakishly tall? Like for those of you who uh, follow uh, the pickup arts, you remember Mystery. He was 6'5", but he wore platform fucking five or six inch shoes. He was like 6'10". That'll make you fucking stand out no matter where you're at because you're fucking 6'10". And he wore those big ass fucking like magician hats. Like the dude wore like a trench coat. I mean, he had more than one, but he always had at least one. And that was a tip that he would give guys. What's your one thing? Do you have a crazy fucking mohawk like Vince Kelvin that's pink? Do you have a certain set of glasses? Is it a certain set of rings that you have? Is it, you have a whole fucking tattoo arm sleeve? What is it? You need one thing at least. Remember Century 21 for the realtors, they used to have back in the day those gold jackets. That's what I'm talking about. You see them, oh, that's a Century 21 agent. He's got a gold jacket. You have to have that one thing. So just like we, we spoke about the subject about asking questions differently and then you answering questions differently. Now, add it on to that. That's when you're in conversation or you're messaging people. Now we have your interesting item in your look. You gotta have something. If you don't, you're gonna blend in with everybody else. Now, this is the difficult part. This is the crossroads for most people. Well, Brian, well, guru, whoever it is, if I do that now, I get a lot of attention and then I get criticized and blah, blah, blah. Well. You can't have one without the other. This is when you start ascending the ladder to success. As you get attention, with that comes pressure and criticism and hate and all that other shit. And to the degree that you can handle that and more attention, right? If, if, if this is where you're at and you go up to this level of attention, but you can't handle the hate and criticism and everything else that goes with it, whoop, you're going to go back down. You're never going to be able to ascend. You will always crash and burn to your lowest denominator of what you can handle.
Okay? So we have two things thus far. Let's look at some other things. How to be different. Let's look at your knowledge and wisdom. Are you walking around with the IQ and knowledge? And I'm going to break this up into two parts of the average person in the world. Because if you are, guess what? You're not really going to ruffle any feathers. You're not going to get any attention. You're not going to do much. Can you have a conversation with somebody within five minutes give them something or speak about something or speak in a way, which is kind of tied to this, that grabs their attention and they're like, well, that's different. Do you have a rhythm to your speech? Knowledge and way of speaking will say two branches to the same one. Are you studied? Do you have knowledge and expertise in a certain subject? If you're going and looking for customers and let's say you sell underwear, are you a guru when it comes to underwear? Do you know everything about it? Can you look at me or anybody on here and know their size right away? That would make you special because most people can't do that. How about the way that you speak to people? Why, why, why did we all hate school so much and not remember practically any fucking teacher that ever taught us anything? They couldn't speak. They were boring. They were monotone. They had no excitement. There was nothing memorable about what they said. What's the one teacher that you can remember from middle school all the way up through college probably for a lot of you? It's that one teacher who was quirky or who was interesting or who would jump up on the fucking table to start his lectures or whatever it was. You remember him. I do. And I remember a lot of stuff that they taught simply because of the individual and him being different from every other teacher. Primarily, primarily in the way that he spoke and to his level of intelligence in said subject. You don't have to be a guru about everything, but let's say you're the grandmaster at hypnosis. Wow, that's interesting to people because whenever, and this is something you guys can write down, whenever you're world-class at anything, God damn it, people will be fascinated and will for sure respect you because, and this is the thing, the average motherfucker may not respect you, but other top level people will look at you and shake your hand and respect you because we know what it takes to get there in any field. The hours, the frustration, the level of skill, the failures, falling down, getting back up. We know what it takes to get there and it's not easy. It's not easy at all. So the right people will respect you and shake your hand, which is what you want. When all the kings get together, what do they appreciate? The respect, love, and admiration, cooperation, and allyship of other kings. They don't give a shit what the peasant has to say about them, do they? No. No. Because of course a peasant's going to talk shit from down up. On the ladder, it's always easy to throw rocks and shade and shit and be like, oh, fuck him. He's a loser. Always oh, an asshole. Blah, blah. That's easy to do. But that voice is not heard and must not be heard or paid attention to because they're living in a different world. Okay. So look at your life right now as we dive into this third subject and say, well, what do I offer? There's a lot of subjects that me, I know, I know I can teach a lot of people and that's why I do it. But I put in my time, my effort. I've been tested, keep getting better and better and better. So I teach. Again, that makes me different. There's a billion people trying to be a guru and influencer in 
a lot of the fields that I talk about, why do I still get attention? Why do I still get speaking gigs and awards and recognition that other people don't get? Mainly because not just the skill, but I am different than all of them. The rest of them, most of them blend in together. When you throw me into the mix, it's like throwing pepper in a bunch of salt. You can't help but see it. It's like throwing hot sauce and mayonnaise. It sticks out. So no matter where you're at or where you're tuning in from or what you're doing, even if you're working a nine to five, let's say you're working a nine to five listening to this. Does the top level management know you by first name? Do they recognize you? Are you one of the top performers? Is there something special about what you do? Are you invaluable to the workplace? Because if that's something you plan on doing for a while, man, you, you better get work your way up. How many times have we seen people who other people claim, oh man, you know, they weren't deserving of the, the promotion. Why did they get it? Well, there's a reason they fucking got it. Assuming there's no foul play, which sometimes there is, of course. They were probably the most memorable. They're not necessarily always the best. That's the trippy part. That's the trippy part. How about in the way you communicate, which is kind of tied to the first one with the questions. That's just one sub piece of it. For example, most people speak way too fast. Imagine going out and speaking to people at this pace and pausing and having beats in between your speech. I've told you guys this before. Authority and power speaks slowly. They don't speak fast. So imagine how people subconsciously are going to respond to how you speak. Because most people that are out are talking like this. Most people talk like that. Slow it down. And watch how people just gravitate to you and listen to you. And everyone else gets drowned in the ocean of noise and words. So as you start to add up all these things, guys, you begin to create this puzzle or formula of me being different. By virtue of being born, we all have different names. We all look different. We all have different muscles. We all have different heights, weights, and everything else. We are already naturally different. When we start looking at the game of life, that already doesn't put people on a different playing field unless you go into specific things like sports. Maybe the taller, genetically more gifted guy is going to do better. That's fine. That's where he goes. Because part of this game, ladies and gentlemen, on being different and doing it and executing it right is what are your strengths as an individual? Everybody on here, everybody listening has different strengths and attributes and weaknesses. There may be things that I'm phenomenal at that you're terrible at and vice versa. We need to now sharpen those strengths, always work on our weaknesses, of course, but there's certain things. Maybe one of you on here is such a great musician and piano player, for example, that even if I work at it tirelessly every day, 12 hours a day, I will never be able to be as good as you. Or your ability to create designs and be an architect is out of this world. Right? I know people who have been studying math, for example, their whole fucking lives, and me, just with my thought process and off the top of my head, I can still compute and do things faster than them. Okay, that's just something I was gifted with. All right? In real estate, a lot of people freak out about 
math and I'm just like, it's nothing to me. Oh, we need to calculate this commission. Blah, 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 blah. I just do it in my head. Boom. I write it down. People are like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. It's just what I do. But I'm taking it now and using it in my field. It would behoove me to be able to use the strengths that I have in the field that I choose. If you pick a, a, a field where you have five strengths and you can't use any of them, that's a poor choice in my opinion. I mean, I've seen people do something where it's only on their weakness and they do well, right? There's always exceptions to the rule and you can figure it out if you want to do it, but that's really up to you. Why make it more difficult when you can make it more simple and easier, right? So remember, if you guys have uh, questions, make sure you post them in the chat. Um, you know, this subject is not brought up enough, right? We, one thing that I see people get, uh, getting caught up in is, well, I follow you. They'll say me, right? I follow you, Brian. I follow this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. They follow 10 people that are all maybe giving them different information and they're just kind of pulled a million different ways. This is what I recommend for everybody. Pick three things that you know you need to work on and work on them, period. That's it. I don't care who you listen to, who you prescribe to, who you pay for, it doesn't matter. Pick three things you need to get better at and do it. If you need to be different in certain categories to up your game and your career or what you're doing, boom, write that down and say, how am I going to start working on being different? Then write a couple things. Then the next thing, okay, I need to get my money up. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, cool. Uh, for the guys on here, you know what? I need to get more comfortable speaking to strangers, particularly women. Okay, what am I going to do? And you write it down. There you go. And then you work on that. That's it. You can listen to other people. That's fine. But that, that's your main mode of operation and work. Just like today on how to be different. I guarantee you, myself included, and everybody else, that's something you can work on right away. Right away. When we talk about what you wear, I made it a point to improve, on my, uh, to improve myself that even if I'm at home and nobody sees me except for my cat, I'm still going to wear better clothes than I normally do. And I'm going to step my game up. So now even walking around my house, I'm dressed way better than I used to be. And it's still getting better and better and better. Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go to the gym and do this. doesn't matter. I'll still put on a nice shirt, pants. Good. I'm not just going to go on my sweats and my basketball. Cause I used to be a basketball player. That was my excuse. Well, I just have white beater basketball shorts. I'm fine. Sandals, whatever. So even the smallest things make the biggest difference. And the more, the deeper we get into that subject, you know, why do people go out dressed nice? Well, it makes you feel better. You're more confident, blah, blah, blah. You're, again, you're different because most people dress like shit. We know that. So right when I remembered that, I was like, man, most people do dress like shit. Horrible. I'm going to dress well all the time. All the time. And that's one of the ways I'm going to be different. Period. End of story. Well, what if? Doesn't matter. No excuses. I'm going to do it. Because that's the next obstacle. Your own mind and other people, well, what if, and blah, blah, blah. They're already looking for excuses. Well, BC, what if I wear the, the crazy ASIC rainbow-colored shoes like you, and then when I door knock, somebody asks me, oh, those shoes are unprofessional, don't you think? What am I going to say? Who cares? You know what I would say? I would say, sir, ma'am, have you ever gone out here in this heat and knocked on 100 doors without stopping? Do you know what it's like for your feet? No, okay, of course. Well, then, of course, you would make that comment because you've never done it. I understand. 
that response is because I know that me being different, I will be receiving challenges like that. What I said earlier, you step your game up, you will be challenged and you will be told stuff like that. You have to be ready. Now, if I believe in what I'm doing to be different and I know, I now have to say I'm different with the shoes on. Now I need to be different with my mouth and my response. I can't be different on my feet and the same with my response. That doesn't work. Then you're incongruent. And then the shoes now actually work against you. All right? Hopefully you guys got that. When you make these changes, you have to do it on all levels. You can't just do it on one. Because then if you get called out on that one and people see that in other areas you're not congruent, then it actually starts working against you. Cool. <clears throat> okay, a question came in. Imitate before you innovate. Something that's already been working for someone else or search to be 100% original. Great question, Kunian. This is my response to that. I know, for example, and I'll pertain it to, to me, I knew that uh, in my profession, wearing a suit was acceptable, right? It was something that was a, a part of the game in real estate and in business in general. So what I did was I took what I knew worked, which is the suit, but then I enhanced that. Now, there are other ways to do it. You can completely break the rules, of course. I decided to do it that way. I figured it would be easier to break through with that. Yes, I'm still professional with the suit, but I'm doing it my own way, with my own spice, with my own flavor, right? So be 100% different from the start. Sure, you can do that. I know people who have been very successful with that, right? Some of my business partners, some of my closest friends did that in their prospective industries, or respective industries, sorry. And they did really good. So I think it really comes down to personal choice and what you want to do, brother. Uh, that's the route that I went. Uh, now I'm probably pushing more towards the other way especially on the subjects that I discussed and that kind of stuff, even outside of, uh, you know, clothing and how I present myself. But uh, both can be executed, yes. So while, while I'm waiting on questions, if you guys have any, a couple announcements. As always, my Modern Success Program, make sure you get on it. It's on my website, brancasella.com, on the coaching tab. September 11th. For those of you listening live or on the recording, I will be in Jacksonville, Florida, speaking at the Exit Realty uh, sales rally that they're going to have. Uh, contact Stevie Hahn to uh, uh, sign up if you're a local or you want to come from outside of the area. October 11th in Long Beach at the Expo, uh, at the Convention Center, sorry, I'll be speaking at the Car Expo there. It's called Reimagine from 2.45 p.m. to 3.30 is my session. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, go to, I think it's reimagine.com car.org and you can sign up. I believe it's 100% free if you guys are interested in that. Other than that, I will be doing my own event sometime the end of September and then in November with my friend Colton Lindsay, we're going to be doing a two-day uh, live event circling around, um, you can say, real estate, marketing, social media, and that kind of stuff, entrepreneurship. Okay, uh, do you think it's foolish to get out of a relationship because you feel too comfortable? You're so comfortable and so you don't get challenged anymore. Um, let's see, I found that that's a good question because I know we're gonna cover dating and that kind of stuff on this podcast a little bit with some of the guests that I bring on. Uh, I don't think it's, actually, to get out of a relationship because you feel too comfortable. Is it too, I'm, I'm trying to put it together. I don't think I'm reading it right. Do you think it's foolish to get out of a relationship because you feel too comfortable? 
Well, that's going to be normal for you uh, as a woman because you want to be challenged, right? As opposed to men, we don't, we don't like that as much. But uh, if it gets to the point where with the comfort, you're sacrificing things, then yes, right? Um, I believe it's the job of the man to challenge you and to always stay sharp. And if it is getting too comfortable, I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of uh, relationships break is it, it gets too comfortable, right? In the same way we were being in the beginning of the relationship, you don't exhibit that and you don't behave that way later on in the relationship. And that's what causes it to break a lot of times, right? On top of communication and some of that other stuff. But that element of being too comfortable has to be eliminated, right? Otherwise, it, it makes the relationship stagnant and you never want that. When am I coming to the East Coast, uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? I don't know, Michelle. Uh, tell your broker to, to fly me out and maybe I'll go. Can you give some examples of different questions, how to word things differently to set you apart from others? Okay, great, Cameron. Great uh, question. Let's say somebody asks me, how are you? I'll say something like, you know what? This has been the best day of my life. How about you? That's going to get somebody to be like, they might not catch it at first, but they'll be like, wait, every time I've said something like that, I get a question, wait, oh, whoa, what's made it the best day of your life? Now I have their attention. It doesn't have to be radical, dude. You don't have to like start doing jumping jacks or slap somebody in the face. You don't have to do that. Just, it can be a slight difference or it can be big. It's really up to you. Um, and then in the way that you ask questions too, if I can go more on your question, usually uh, when somebody divulges information, like let's say you're meeting somebody and you know the classical social norm questions come out like, oh, where are you from? You know, what do you do? Let's say somebody tells me, you know what, I'm a veterinarian. I'll be like, oh, cool, what got you into that? I'm gonna start going deeper into that because I wanna find out why. Did you have some sort of experience? You know, did you grow up with animals and you, and you really felt connected to them and you wanted to pursue it as a career? I'm gonna get more information from them because the more information you get from them, the deeper you get into them as a person and the more you learn about them, right? That's ultimately what creates more connections with people. Uh, how do you start being more descriptive? Well, I would say practice, man. It, it does take a lot of practice and start small and then work your way up, right? Uh, I think a lot of people do get a little bit too caught up being descriptive and, and this is what I see, right? And this is something you need to be careful of because I hate when people say this. You'll, you'll begin to maybe get a little bit more eloquent or you'll be more descriptive when you speak and then people are like, oh man, shut up. You're, you're trying to be all philosophical and you sound stupid. That's what idiots say, right? That's what idiots say. They're basically saying, dude, you're, you're speaking too eloquently. Tone it down so I can fucking understand you. So when people start saying that, ignore it. The way you become more descriptive is practice, man. Think, think of like a poet. A poet can be super, almost overly descriptive, but when we read it, we're like, oh, man, this is cool because of the way it's put together. So I would study and mimic poets and start to learn that language. That will help you tremendously. That's something I need to start doing again. I did it before and I stopped. Um, help for someone who always looks angry in the face. Oh man, I, I actually, uh, people used to tell me I always look kind of angry. A lot of practice, a lot of forcing yourself to smile. Um, and you will have to spend a lot of time checking yourself in the mirror all the time. One thing that helped me a lot was in real estate when I started making calls because they always promoted us to be more cheerful. I would have a mirror at my desk and I would always make sure I was smiling when I called people. And after a while, it just becomes automatic.
you'll start smiling more. And it's impossible to, to like smile and then feel angry, right? Like when you smile, you automatically feel better, which is physiology, right? Uh, Tony Robbins talks a lot about that. If you want to feel confident, assume a confident posture, right? Because people, when they're feeling depressed or sad, their clothes like this, their head is down. Those are little tricks. So smile. That's why when I walk around before I approach anybody and ever talk to them, I'm always smiling. It's a key. You always have to smile. Not the fake clown smile, but smile. It makes people, because I think they pulled people, uh, specifically women, and it was like 95 or 96%, the majority said, how would you like to be approached by a man? And the most common thing was with the smile. And I know that that pertains to everybody because if somebody approaches me, especially a dude, and he's looking tough, you're already going to be like, what the fuck? But if he's smiling, you'll be like, oh, what's up, dude? It's less threatening, right? It's, you're more approachable and you look like less of a threat. That's basically what it is. When you're not approachable and people don't see you that way, it's because you're perceived as a nuisance or a threat or something negative. <clears throat> so the, it's the practicing of the smiling. A lot of times, too, if somebody's like eyeing a room and you can tell they're uncomfortable and they look at you, smile. That will make them feel more comfortable. And I guarantee you, if they're looking for somebody to approach, they're going to approach you. What's my biggest challenge? I could say getting the majority of people to wake up. Dude, that's a great question. Getting more people to wake up and see the truth, not just in certain subjects, but wake up to some facts, right? That the things are a little bit differently than we were taught, right? Um, but I, I guess you can say, Having people see it the way I see it, that's the biggest challenge. Now, I'm doing that more and more, but um, I would say that's the biggest challenge because some people, for whatever reason, have so many blocks, it's really tough to get them to see it. Cool. Any, any other questions, guys, before I end this? Remember, it is live. The podcast is live on Google Play. That's like the Android iTunes. It should be good on iTunes by now and the last one we're waiting on spotify and it's on podomatic as well you have a dream board uh yeah at the office right if you guys uh want to see my old dream board if you watch some of my old youtube videos from like four or five years ago you can see it on my wall i had like the range rover um the lamborghini and that kind of stuff and the nice house um but it, it, it's real simple nothing crazy and when you guys make a dream board. I'm glad he asked. It doesn't always have to be pictures of stuff that you want. It could be words. It could be written down goals. It doesn't have to be specifically just pictures of like monetary stuff that you want. Maybe you want to travel. Uh, maybe you want, I don't know. Uh, maybe you want to be the number one yoga person in the world or the number one gymnast or whatever it is. That's the stuff that you want to put up. Whatever moves you, whatever you're going after, right? All right, uh, let's see. Last question, and then I'll end it. Do you focus uh, spiritual? You focus on what you want in life for you, or kind of what kind of man you want to be? Uh, let me see. I believe that focusing on what I want in my life, in the process of doing that, I do become the man that I want to be because that's a part of it. Am I spiritual? Of course. 
has diet helped? Yeah, because meat and those kind of things and processed stuff is low frequency food, Marlissa. So that'll cause you to uh, be at a lower vibration. So absolutely, it's helped. All right, guys, I'll end it here. Um, as always, thank you for being here. If you're watching live, if you're watching the recording, make sure you check out my website, get on Moderate Success, and check out everything on BrianCasella.com. Uh, remember, September 11th, I'll be in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. October 11th, I'll be at the Long Beach Convention Center for the Car Expo, California Association of Realtors. Every Monday and Wednesday at the same time, we have the podcast. And pretty soon, we should be all up on all the platforms like iTunes, Google Play, and uh, Spotify. Okay, it is up on Podomatic as well. All right, guys, thank you for being here.